Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 34 of Podcast in Death. And in this episode, we are talking about Betrayal in Death. Betrayal in Death. And it's, I don't know about, I, you know, reading this book, um, because I normally like you, like normal, I go through and like, what is the theme of this book? Yes. Well, obviously it's betrayal. And um, obviously every, you know, I realized everybody's betraying everybody in this book. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Everyone is betraying everyone. So like yeah. uh, Mick is betraying Rourke, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then later on be- betrays, you know, Vince Lane and all the rest of the guys that he's involved yeah. with. Uh, Vince Lane is betraying his mother. Oh, that's the worst for me. Right? Yeah, that's terrible. Jacoby uh, and Stowe's betraying Eve, you know, when mm-hmm. they canceled her op. Yeah. Yeah. F them. Stowe's betrayal of Jacoby to work with Eve. Um, Peabody's supposed betrayal of McNabb, right? Oh, I have a feeling that's going to be a discussion. Yeah, because I have I have things to and, say, and and really a little bit of Rourke betraying Eve by letting Mick go. Yeah, a little bit. Them. Yeah. So everybody's betraying everybody. I don't know who Eve betrays, but uh, I'm sure nobody she, really that I can think of. But there's a lot of betraying going on. Lots of she, she betrays Trina by not doing her treatments. <laughs> she betrays Trina constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why she ended up with a donkey on her ass. <laughs> Poor Trina. No, Trina gets revenge. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's why we love Trina. <laughs> so, and you know, this book is also about Rourke. Rourke and Peabody both, actually kind of feeling all the feels and needing to be tended by Eve, mm-hmm. which is not, uh, is not something Eve is comfortable with. No. So um, you guys want to give your opinions, uh, you know, just broadly of this book. Um, I really love this book. Honestly, it's one of my, it's one of the ones I reread frequently, actually. Yeah. Um, I, just, I never think of this as like one of my favorite books. And then I get to the reread and I'm like, I really do like this book a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it's not, it's the drama without the drama. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have books like Judgment and Divided and, and, and Innocent, where it's so much drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you're just like, oh, give it a rest. But then with this one, the drama is more external. It's not so much between even work, it's more mm-hmm. everybody else. Right. And, it oh. kind of brings the story down to something more attainable as realistic, I guess. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. But at the same time, like there's a lot of high drama in, the, yeah. in those books you just mentioned. And there's there's drama that it's just it's for it's relatable, I guess. You know. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. more, you know, even the drama between even Rourke, it's yeah, I get why they're pissed at each other. Like half the time when they're pissed at each other, I'm like you guys are stupid. Why didn't you just say this or say that? But, you know, this time it's completely understandable. They're not really pissed at each other for very long, though. No, no, there's not a lot of them being pissed at each other in this one. But um, there's a scene that we mentioned earlier, but from, um, you know, where Rourke fires Somerset and, you know, Eve's like, she's like, you finally say the words I've been waiting for over a year to say and I can't do my happy dance or whatever. Right. You know, and so and so that was kind of nice to see a little friction between Rourke and Somerset, but you know where it's coming from too. Right. Is they're both looking out for each other. And so yeah, it's it's overall it's a really good story, I think. It's a good caper. Yeah, it's always nice to see Eve in that kind of reversed role of having to be the one that's taking care of. I mean, yeah. she does that normally anyway, but I mean in a in a in a more tangible way, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, and yeah, taking care of Peabody and her drama and right, um, you know, <laughs> tending to her upside the head and be like, seriously, check was no, <laughs> she just didn't get it. And I'm like, how do you not understand this is your fault? I mean, yeah, right. the reaction sucked, 
Yeah. But this is your fault. Yeah. Like totally Peabody's fault. A hundred percent. How do you not get it? Like she did not understand mm-hmm. that it was her fault at all. She's like, well, no. I was just talking to Charles. Well, yeah. Well, McNabb had his hand on your pants. Like, <laughs> do you not think that he's going to have a bad reaction to that? What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I get that she's young. I get this it. This read. No, I, I mean, I don't get it actually. This read but, though, I, I was like, she's not an idiot like she's a very smart person what what is it about her that just doesn't get that um you know i i honestly you know she it's not it's not in this it's not in this book but there have been a few books where like you get this and there's actually maybe coming up in the next book where you get this feeling that she definitely and like all women but we get to see into it where she definitely is like i'm not good enough for these good looking men and she she like you can you can feel that and that's why she's relatable especially for a lot of the women that read this book these books but like we all are like that so i don't know how severe that feeling is because i definitely have those kind of feelings too and i wouldn't have done that i don't i just i don't get it i don't know and she's not stupid and you know and she kind of created that house of cards herself by letting me believe I don't know if she just her and Charles were involved and you know well and I think that I think that's one of the bigger problems there is that you know she and Charles and McNabb all have a different idea of what her and Charles relationship looks like right and I mean that's where it all stems really it's really yeah it's not really anything it's not anything malicious on her part it's literally no everyone is in this place and then it comes to a head and it's like, oh, I, nope. <laughs> yeah. It's just, but it's one of those things where I'm like, how, how are you not understanding this? I, I don't know. I, I really, yeah. you know what, at this point in my life, I'm a solid 10 or so years older than Peabody and she probably has a better understanding of relationships than I do anyway. So I should probably lay off her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I mean, oh. I, you know, I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's not maliciousness on Peabody's part, but no, it is a I little bit of, I don't want to say ego, but it is kind of because bit, she yeah. doesn't, she knows what her relationship is with Charles. It's just friendly, yeah <laughs> but she doesn't want to tell that to McNabb because yeah. she feels like that makes her look a certain that, way. Yeah. 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 And I get that. I get that part of it. I don't get how she can't understand why McNabb reacted the way he did. Right. Yeah, that's that's the part where you're like, I don't know what. How do yeah, you get that? Right. You know, and she's blaming him. And I'm just like, no, oh. he had a pretty reasonable reaction. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and I, I I felt for Eve in that whole scene where she was <laughs> taking and Eve's just like you know Peabody's telling the story and Eve's thinking well yeah that's yeah. <laughs> of course like, he reacted that way he's like, he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like shit I can't even take the right person's side because of her <laughs> right <laughs> like I want to be supportive of Peabody but also she was an idiot and McNabb was right so what do I say here right I wonder what that scene would have gone like if Eve had but you know because there has to be a part of peabody that maybe maybe got some sense knocked into her when eva's not acting like eve and being like yeah i guess i have to be friend you know like yeah the supportive friend and not kick your ass which should have been a red flag for peabody like maybe i am an idiot but also if if eve had been like repeat this story to yourself imagine if <laughs> someone else you're a fucking idiot <laughs> Right. It yeah. might have cleared yeah. things up a lot better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, God. My just... headcanon is that Eve has that entire conversation saved up in the back of her head. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, Eve doesn't get it anyways. Like, she's like, why do you just tell him? Like, right. why are you playing games? You know, like, what? This is stupid. Just tell him that you're not involved with Charles that way. And right. it's all good. Again, communication. We've said it so many times. Yes, we've said that. Ridiculous. Nobody knows how to communicate in this series at all. Well, nobody knows how to communicate in most book series. I believe that is. Nobody knows how to communicate in life. Period. That's very true. Yeah. 
<laughs> but oh my god it's so obnoxious <laughs> it's just like oh peabody seriously you're killing me i love you but you're killing me yeah For real yeah oh i mean my god. Yeah. <laughs> no no yeah. I feel so bad for him. I mean, yeah, he was kind no. of a dumbass afterwards with the whole, you know, I'm going to date these, this bimbo, but whatever. But of course he reacted like that. Right. I mean, I feel like that's probably what people who want to be in relationships do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course he reacted like that. Like, Oh, you're going to get something while I am too, you know? That's kind of what Eve was thinking when they had that whole, you know, that whole discussion. Because Peabody's like, well, then he makes a date with some bimbo. And yeah, she's like, that sense, seems entirely reasonable. That seems entirely <laughs> reasonable, you know? But then Eve says, pig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. like, it's one of my favorite Eve lines when she's like, well, but even moronic Pigs have feelings, probably. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, how do people not love Eve? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, she's just so great. <laughs> God. The fact that she, I mean, because Rourke suggested that she take Peabody out. Right. And, you know, she could have very easily said, no, I'm not doing that. She's going to have to figure it out on her own. But she didn't. She was like, yeah, OK. What yeah, did Mavis well, do when I was having problems? Oh, OK, we had ice cream and talked about it. So let's go get some ice cream. Like, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and part of that oh. self-preservation for Eve, too, because she knew she would be dealing with it otherwise anyways. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, she could have right. very easily said, like, look, put it away and do the yeah. job. And yep. I don't want to hear about yep. it anymore. Yeah. No. But yep. she didn't. She didn't. And she, she didn't went, anything. OK, let's go talk about it. Go talk about it. Because Rourke says we have to. <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> that's that's the reason why. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she didn't even cross her mind. She's just like, oh, OK, sure. I can do that. Yeah. So, yeah, this one, it's it's uh, this one was interesting because it's it's because you usually get these where it's either um, she's trying to find the killer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's the whole book of her, the procedure of how she finds the killer mm-hmm. or she knows who the killer is and then it's catching him. Mm-hmm. But there's really no kind of mystery to it. And the only thing right. is um, how she's catching him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But this book is kind of an interesting little mix mix of those. She has to find out who's driving the money train, basically. Right. Who's behind it and why. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, I mean, so the book is a kind of a combination of the two. And um, but I think I think Eve knows as soon as Mick came into the mix at the very beginning, I feel like that's when her kind of spidey sense started tingling yeah yeah you know? so yeah. it just seemed like too much of a coincidence to her yeah from the very beginning she was kind of looking at him he's leery of mac yeah it's a dilemma because you know he's Rourke's friend so you don't want to like go right. well i i know but i think your friends i think he's shady <laughs> i think he's shady right? which which work would have responded which he did respond yeah i know <laughs> like <laughs> have i not told you about what we used to do yeah i know he's shady he's you know right but you know by the book eve is like you just don't do anything while you're here yeah and you just not yeah i'm okay with you being shady but just don't (laughs) right be shady Shady. just not here just not here over there right there exactly yeah so they have the murder so eve is trying to figure that all out. And then we have Mick Connolly showing up. And I don't know, for those of you who we've talked about this already before, but for those of you who listen to the audiobooks, it's always interesting to me when, when we get another uh, one of Rourke's Irish friends in, because, mm-hmm. you know, the way he gets read by Susan Erickson is so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it's yeah, just interesting that. to me, you know, yeah. the differences in, in how he's being read. He's so Irish and Rourke tends to get a little bit more Irish when he's with him. You know, I, I liked Mick. I did too. Uh, Yeah. 
I like him a lot, actually. And he does do the right thing in the end. He does the right thing in the end. That's that's the thing, uh, which is nice. Uh, but he pays the ultimate price for that. Yeah, poor guy. Which is unfortunate, but um, yeah. But he saved Rourke. So. But he saves Rourke in the end, and uh, not necessarily makes up with Eve, but he does kind of. Eve kind of sees that he saved Rourke in the end. And and I really loved the end part where, you know, she wants to give Mick a commendation and Rourke thinks that's yeah. so hilarious. Right? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes, you know, only because Mick would have found it hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But yeah, so where she's dealing with Yost and then two FBI officers show up, Jacoby and Stowe. Mm-hmm. And they kind of start to get in the way of things. I also think it's interesting. So um, there's there's two murders. There's another murder after um, Jacoby and Stowe show up. There's another murder, and it's another one of Rourke's employees. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they hadn't made the connection yet, but there after the two murders, um, Eve has this horrific dream. Right that Rourke has to kind of like bring her out of. And what I thought was interesting about that was that um, she comes out of it and he's comforting her and he goes and gets her a soother. And then she refuses like Eve does refuses to take it. And he's, and he takes half and she takes half. But what I, what I thought was so interesting about that scene, she, at a certain point, she, it says she frowned and, you know, studied him over the rim. He looked frazzled, which was rare. You know, she always says that like he looks tired yeah. he never looks tired um every time he looks tired she says that yeah he never looks tired um and she's she thinks it wasn't work work he needed but rest uh yeah. so she uses some of those wifely you know tricks yeah. that she and and uh, Feeney talked about in the last book where she was like, what are you talking about when she sees that Rourke needs sleep? So she's like, could you stay with me? Yeah. She didn't really need him to. He totally is on to her. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he is on to her a little he appreciates bit. It. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the first, I was like, I was like, oh, he's totally on to her, but he really appreciates <laughs> this. I love it. Yeah. And but I think it was was it before that that they had a, a argument because he was being he was pissed off but because of the murder of this employee of his. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she's trying to tend to him and he's like, I don't need your tending. Yes. Yes. But it was interesting just to see the reversal of roles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she's am I that am I this annoying when I'm in a mood? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. Know. Yes. Probably more. Actually. Probably more. Yes. You know. Um. I don't know what his uh his actual words were to her. You're a constant. You're a constant annoyance to me. I don't yeah. know why I keep you. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um. But yeah. I mean, it's just it. The, that whole scene was just so great because yeah, you know, was. Was like, yes. you know, have you eaten? And he's like, uh, why don't you just go to work and leave me alone? And then he turns on the TV and she turns it off and he turns it back on. I mean, it's, it, like yeah. we said earlier, it's all so relatable. Like this is yeah. you know, typical stuff that happens in the marriage when you have two right. people and, you know, one of them is being, you know, in, in a bad mood or yeah. and the other one's just trying to coax him out of it, coax him out of it, you know, yeah. tend to him a little bit. So, um, and it does work eventually. Yeah. He realizes right. what's going on and, and yeah, he does need some, some tending, you know, oh, there was another earlier part that I was going to bring up and that was before Mick shows up and they're at the hotel. They had, she had realized that the maid that was murdered the first time mm-hmm. when she went into the room had a, like a locket on. Yeah. That was given to her by her boyfriend. Right. But she didn't have it on her when they found her. Right. And so that they were thinking first uh, about the boyfriend. But then Eve says something to Peabody, like, um, here's a girl question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Having a fight with your boyfriend. Do you keep his locket or do you keep wearing the jewelry? And my first thought was, well, I don't know, Eve. What did you do with the giant's tear when you were having threw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't though. She kept it. 
she well, did she it. <laughs> i know but yeah. she threw it at first well she did but but yeah you know i just thought that was funny like oh okay well yeah but yeah, you should know which is know. then rourke pulls it out from under her shirt it was like just checking to make sure i'm still your guy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, and the other thing I really love about this book, to work obviously invites Mick to stay with them at the mansion, and right. that was all part of Mick's plan anyway. He, you know, he was there to distract Rourke, right, as well as being there to help with the heist. Yeah. Um, but what I noticed this time, and I, didn't, I guess I didn't notice it before, but was that Galahad totally, you know abandoned even Rourke for Mick for Mick yeah I thought that was so there, funny there's yeah. a betrayal right there <laughs> yeah Galahad's betraying people there you go there's another betrayal <laughs> Galahad, after the shadiest fuckers though they will betray you for anyone betray anybody, absolutely. <laughs> give them a little scratch and they're they're in love well but you know the thing is though I mean he doesn't even sleep with Somerset he sleeps right. with them right yeah but he took off yeah he's he like, took no, off with mick my boy i'm gonna hang with him yeah yeah that's just so funny Hilarious. and it also is i mean because you know yeah mick's a bad dude yeah i mean there's no there's no other way around it but i really feel like uh animals kind of know they kind of have that sense um, yeah i think you're right i i i dated a guy one time when I took him home, uh, our dog at the time barked mm-hmm. as soon as she saw him yep. and would not stop barking. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> that tells me a little bit about you. It's not like you. That's not a good sign. I mean, you seem yeah. like a perfectly nice person, but I don't. Like, you know, my dog doesn't trust you. So neither do I. My dog doesn't trust you. I mean, that's valid. Honestly. I, I yeah. Yeah. My I, dog doesn't trust somebody. I don't trust him. Yeah. Yeah. But my was, dog doesn't trust very many people. He trusts me. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lily, you know, Lily is kind of the same way. Lily is very, you know, I mean, a lot of dog breeds are like this. They're the, they have the family and anybody outside yeah. of the family, they could, they couldn't care less. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he's like. He's very much, he's very territorial about his pack. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Like yeah. If we go to the dog park or something and another person or another dog, especially gets too close to me, he's like, nope, not having this. Yeah. You need to back off people. Yeah. And back off. <laughs> that's my <But> mom. <laughs> The interesting thing about Lily is that we, when we first got her, we were still living with my mom and my brother mm-hmm. was there living with us too. And so Lily was a puppy, you know? Yeah. And she must've imprinted on my brother early or my brother imprinted on her because my brother is her, one of her favorite people. I mean, oh, a sure. lot of my, you know, siblings can come over and she likes them. It's not that she doesn't like them, you know? Yeah. Um, but-, but there's just something about my brother yeah. that she just you know they're bestie yeah they're they're just they're besties you know cute. it's it's really funny i mean i think i think the dogs you know they they definitely take to different people and it's not always the people who are around all the time um, right but i have a dog that i sit that um yeah if ever there's anything that they they would just call me because they're like she doesn't really like anyone but she likes you you know um, mm-hmm. And when they got married, I went over to their house because I sang at their wedding while I was waiting to rehearse with the accompanist. <laughs> Panda was like, oh, Tara's here. F everyone else. And she just was attached <laughs> to me. And I was like, that's cool, Panda. We're friends. But, yeah. You know, I mean, I I definitely get it. I have a friend. I have friends who have three dogs. And one of the dogs will not, like, she, she's afraid of Greg, who's the nicest her, human on the planet. He's the best person, but she just, she's afraid of him because he's a man. Huh. I don't know what it is. It's not because he's a man. We went over there. Adam and I went over there once, and she's like, Adam's cool, but, you know, Greg makes her dinner. He, you know, like, he does all this, but she just doesn't like him. Huh. You know, I, I just think they're all, they're all a little different. Yeah. 
But I do feel like Galahad, you know. Galahad may have been doing it to be spiteful. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Or she just liked Mick. I mean, yeah. You know what? If you're good at ear scratches, you (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, also, even even Rourke are not exactly around all the time. Right. Yeah. Can we can we talk about the wine? Yes. Please bring that up. (laughs) So I have a theory now because, you know, I've noticed it before, but this time for some reason, I really, really notice it. The, The wine that Rourke serves to Magda at, you know, their dinner when they're at, um, at the house um, is the same wine he gave Eve the first time she came to dinner at the mansion. And it's, you know, oh, because it reminded me of you. So I think that the Montcart 49 is Rourke's go-to smooth, charm lady wine. operator wine. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm here I that one. totally think so. yeah the first time he was you know he told the i can't remember exactly what he tells Eve, but it's oh it reminded me of you it was it's you know this and this he did the same thing with magda it reminded me of you it's it's right it's got a little bite it's like (laughs) i love it that's a line man yeah that's a line so yeah i totally think the wine is that's rourke's go-to (laughs) <laughs> when he's trying like, to impress a woman i i think that i think that you might be right but the other part of me goes but he's rourke and he knows all the wines in the world and he probably has literally like a wine that he thinks of when he thinks of mira and a wine that he thinks of when there's he- a possibility too i just thought <laughs> I, it just struck me that you know i love that though same wine that he gave yeah, it was me. The exact same well, one. And, and, and like Magdalene. It was close to the same line that he gave her, too. Yeah. It wasn't exactly the same, but it was close. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. I love so, it. Also, like Magdalene is so important to Rourke's history. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for I sure. So, yeah. You know, yeah, that was really nice. Magda, you know, right. I'm in love with. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> yes. I adore Magda. And, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe there was something about, yeah, I mean, Magda imprinting on Rourke early. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. the Magda reminding, or Eve reminding Rourke of Magda. That could be. Oh, that could be. You yeah. know, because we did that thing, there was a thing going around, I think it was Twitter people were like post your four you know yeah favorite actors or whatever you know so people can see you know your yeah men or i don't know what yeah. and it just and it, and it occurred to me it had occurred to me before too that um you know the first one i posted was paul michael glaser because that yeah. was the first that was your boyfriend that was my first celebrity crush yeah. and you know i think that imprinted on me then later you know mm-hmm. all the you know i mean i definitely have a type and it's you very much very much so, so mm-hmm. yeah so same principle could apply here yeah you know for sure for yeah sure. definitely so yeah, I just found that amusing. I'm like, that's a line, <laughs> my dude. What are you doing? That I is a line. But it would be funny if he did kind of like, like that's his go-to. That's my go-to to wine. Let's make sure I have, you know, a case of that, you know, <laughs> in the house at all times, just in case. The Moncart 49 move. The Moncart 49. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we, we said in the chat like yeah they you know the winemakers are like oh you know we needed a case of this works on the prowl again yeah exactly hey. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed to know that we figured out his uh secret <laughs> right yeah very sad like oh man <laughs> now they know <laughs> and i have to wonder if it if it comes up ever again in the in the books yeah. Goes to the Moncart 49. I don't, I don't think so like up till this point, but we'll, we'll keep an eye out for it. So he's, so we did say that, that Yost was uh, into staying at Rourke properties. 
So uh, when they looked for him or when they looked to see if he had rented any Rourke properties, they realized that he had rented the house just like four houses away or a block away or whatever. So they set up this, you know, sting operation, Mm -hmm. which the uh, FBI FBI fucks up. Fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Jacoby's a dick. Yeah. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And I feel like that, I, I really feel like that. So there were a few like loose ends that I felt like in this book mm-hmm. that I wanted a little bit more, Yeah, from, you know? Yeah. Um, and the Jacoby, I mean, we got a lot from Stowe, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because her friend was murdered by Yost and that's why she was so hot to, you know, right. be the one to find him and take him down. The Jacoby thing, it, you know, it really wasn't fleshed out as far as why no. he was so against Eve. Part of me wants to say that a lot of it has to do with him not being okay with women in these positions because he treated his partner pretty yeah. poorly as yeah. a woman, not necessarily as a woman, but also she was a woman. So yeah, I don't know that that's, that's what it is. Some people are just yeah. assholes. <laughs> I just I feel like, though, that in even uh, even on the reread, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I inside I kind of wanted him to be a part of it at some point that, you know, in yeah. on some level, like there's got to be a reason why she's making him such a dick. Yeah. And making him work so hard to thwart any efforts that she to to pick up Yost. And and the other thing they didn't really flesh out was um, the leak. They they don't have a leak that out. And so I and so I wanted it to maybe kind of be Jacoby. Oh, but that was never I mean, once they had the second operation, they were like, obviously, there's a leak. Right. Then it's never mentioned again. Right. And and yeah. Mark even thinks like I would be happy to help them plug up this league. Yeah. So you so, think it's going to be a thing, but it never is. It never is. Yeah. yeah. And it's never mentioned again. Right. And then yeah. Jacoby just shows up at the second murder. Yeah. Murder. And yeah, he shows up at the second bust. Right. And they're actually taking him down. Yeah. Right. And then he gets, uh, did, does he get, zapped or he gets, he gets zapped in the yeah yost hits him in the heart with a zapper right and then or was a trank i think it might have been the trank oh it was a trank and yeah, yeah in the heart yeah and then he's like gone for the rest of it yeah he never mentioned a couple times like yeah. oh yeah he's still in the hospital yeah it's whatever he well he gets off so fucking scot-free it's ridiculous yeah yeah because wow. he's so that bad. was kind of an unsatisfying part of yeah. this for me. Yeah, for sure. It is for us. I guess it's a little less unsatisfying for Magda, but I'm still annoyed. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's the best and yeah. I want all the good things for her. Right. Yeah. And, and the sun, the part with the sun too, is kind of very unsatisfying. Yeah. She's like, because everyone fucking betrays her, her son, right. her, like everyone. Right. right. But but you know, Eve like gets the confession from the son, gets all the information from him, and then he she's like, okay, well then put him in the hospital and put him put him in a coma so that he can't like yeah. fuck everything up. And, and then that's that. it for him too. Like, well, and, and they did that I think for Magda, but it's very unsatisfying. It is. It's really unsatisfying, unfortunately, for this book. You know, I hate being unsatisfied. <laughs> Who doesn't? We all hate being unsatisfied. Let's be honest. But um, so, yeah, there's a lot of there were a lot of things that I was like, oh, that I really wish that would have been fleshed out a little bit more. I you know, agree. I need to fleshed out anymore. I, uh, but I, I also feel like this is maybe one of the few cases where we don't get all these loose ends tied up. And that's probably what it's like. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But this is fiction and I want all the things to work. Right. <laughs> well, and plus you have that extra, like, you know, once Yost is captured, he like self-terminates and then it's like over. Right. That's super disappointing. Yeah, that's super disappointing. 
I don't know, but, but the whole thing with them never finding the leak and then Jacoby just he yeah. goes away because he, and then Vince Lane is in, you know, he, she puts him, so that's kind of, that that's kind of a little bit, I, I wish it was a little bit more satisfying for me personally, but. Yeah. I actually wondered too, um, because they said that Naples went under and I, um, I almost wonder if he's going to show back up in a future book eventually, but also that's Nora could have probably forgotten about him by now. Yeah. But. That could be fun. Yeah. Because they caught Michael Gerard, but they didn't catch the Naples people. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I thought it was it, it was satisfying that Eve got to kind of, you know, yeah. kick uh, Jacoby's ass a little yeah. bit. I kind of wanted yeah. him to be I, I kind of did want him to be part of it. Like, yeah, him to be the yeah. leaker, him to be part of it. In some, yeah. some ways. Yeah. Just, no, he's just a dick. I mean, I do appreciate characters that are not necessarily bad guys they're just bad guys you know yeah yeah Yeah, i understand that she she does have a lot of those throughout the series honestly yeah yeah this makes it a little more realistic we're trying to tell us nora (laughs) that it's her dicks i don't know yes i mean (laughs) (laughs) do law enforcement are dicks people i'm kidding that's not that's not yeah, people in general are dicks. Just Let's be honest. Is. Yeah. Even Rourke are kind of dicks half the time. So truth. So that's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. It is what it is. <sighs> the overall though, I I felt like it was it was a really good book. It was very satisfying yeah. to me. Oh yeah. I yeah. like this book a lot. There's a lot of really great just moments in it. Like, um, I know you posted the one on Instagram. Like you said, the rookiest of work quotes where he says his ego is fact. Which, yeah. Yeah, That that is really the rookiest. And the other one, though, is when he's driving home with Mick and he's talking about how Eve's his one thing. And I love that. Mm -hmm. That entire scene is... Yeah. And And, and how kind of baffled Mick is. Right. not necessarily like, well, yeah, you married a cop. They're right. all baffled by that. But right. and and you know, he seems to to pretty readily accept that, you know, Rourke has found this woman that he's made his wife and he's he's in love with her. And that's, you know. Yeah. But just the whole thing of like, well, what do you mean you don't have affairs? Like, you know. Yeah, like what? Yeah. I don't understand. It's yeah. just yeah, yeah. Like it's what dudes do. I mean, you know, yeah. Like faithfulness is a thing. What? Yeah. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Because he's Rourke and that's what he's yes. always done. You know, that's always the explanation because he's Rourke. He's Rourke. Yeah. That is always the explanation. But what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a really good scene that I marked here. Um, where eve is uh i can't remember where it is in the book exactly um but eve is at central and um she's trying to get a candy bar out of the machine oh yeah yeah and and work comes in and he gets the candy bar for her yeah and um she kind of like looks at him and says like, oh, what are you doing here? And he, you know, it's just what, for, for whatever reason, it just came, it just hit him that he, yeah. you know, he says, adoring you. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, my God, what did I ever do before you were there? <laughs> you know, it's yeah, just so exactly. funny that the, the times when that comes, both of them. Yeah. The times when that comes to them. Yeah. You know, I love it. it yeah, yeah. It's, it's so great you know but um and then you know she's like i'm on duty you know but uh then of course they go into her office and make out well yeah well, you know mm-hmm. you gotta <laughs> but uh yeah and that's when he convinces her that she needs to talk to peabody yes. when she doesn't want to yeah and honestly uh, we cannot blame her for that we can right because Peabody is an idiot in that. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needed to talk to her. But um, yes. 
And then Rourke leaves and she thinks, you know, that man has a great ass. So <laughs> more Rourke parts. More Rourke parts. Part. <laughs> <laughs> for Rourke parts. I mean, at, at a certain, at, has she mentioned every part now? I mean, I, I mean, she's talked about, you know, forearms, hands, feet. Yeah. Ass. Ass. No, you know, dick is mentioned a lot. So, yeah. yeah. But she never sits there and thinks like, what a great dick, you know? No. <laughs> you know, yeah, it has been mentioned. More work parts. We like our work parts. Oh, yeah. We do. Absolutely. Indeed. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole dinner situation when Rourke has the dinner with all the, you know, at the restaurant. Yes. With everyone. And she meant to stop at home and change. But of course, it's Eve. So she never gets that opportunity because she's always working. And she she had taken Peabody out before that, too. Right. Yeah. And um, she comes into this thing and she's got her, you know leather yeah. jacket and her jeans and her boots and yeah you know yeah and the maitre d's trying to stop her trying from. to stop her and yeah. you know magdalena says to rourke that my god she's magnificent yeah <laughs> which, is, which is funny because yeah. eve does never see herself that way no. she's embarrassed to go in there that way right. i right. love that i do too yeah You know, um, it's so much of a lot of women, Eve's one of them, Mm -hmm. kind of not seeing themselves as as other people see them. Right. That's a theme throughout this whole series, I think. Eve does not see herself as Rourke sees her or how other people see her. It's fascinating because she rarely, I love when she gets those moments where she is confused by it. And it, right. it does affect her, but usually she's just like, no, nah, I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> right. Which yes. is so admirable and kind of, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all wish that we kind of like were that way. Yeah. For real. Right. Give it to so, yeah. think about me. <laughs> but uh, we all do give a shit about what people think. We do. Oh, we do. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> unfortunately another thing that i was going to bring up when they're trying to figure out who sent yost out at a certain point eve was asking Rourke who could pull this off meaning the heist right who could pull you know the people that could pull this off right. who could pull this off and i think by that time Rourke had realized that uh it, mick could and all of a sudden he's here. And I think yeah. that was when Rourke first started thinking like, oh, it's Mick. But what I found interesting and I didn't again, you know, this is something that I hadn't thought of before until this reread is that she was asking him, like, you know, who who do you know who could pull this off besides yourself? And right. he said, not many. I was the best. And he's, she's like, applause, applause. Who? <laughs> and I think so. But the next line, that the next thing that happens, I think, is him realizing who. Yeah. But then trying to distract Eve, mm-hmm. because the next thing that happened is this, this whole, why don't you come over here? Yeah. And patted his yeah. knee, and then, you know, then he, yeah. yeah, she says, what do I look like? The bimbo secretary, you know, <laughs> and uh, he says, no, not at the moment, but it might be fun. I'll be the horny executive cheating on his long suffering wife. Let's hear you say, Oh, Mr. Montague, I couldn't possibly make it breathy. You know? Yes. Um, so I think, you know, but it didn't occur to me at the, at, I think probably the first time I read that, but he, he knows who he knows yeah. who did it. And he's yeah. trying to distract her because he has to kind of like, Ugh, I know who's it. doing this. And, but again, you know, Eve suspects Mick right off. Oh yeah, and they have a discussion about it, and he says Mick would not be in involved in somebody getting murdered. No, which he wasn't. He didn't know, no. and that's right. why he chose to do what he did. So, although you know, you're you're in with people that have known to murder other people. Like, yeah, you, know, you can't yeah. be surprised when somebody gets murdered. <laughs> sure. sure, that's that's when you should. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Mick is was smart enough to know better. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I think that the whole this whole lure of fine of getting one over on Rourke. Yeah, I think that was 
for whatever reason that was yeah yeah i think that's a good point yeah and i think his reasons were just for the fun to say right you know i don't think that it was anything malicious or anything it was oh i i could beat rook at this i could you know yeah do that right yeah and then you know rourke confronting him at the pool and you know punching him punching him (laughs) you know but then getting all the information from him and right letting him go and clearly rourke didn't know whether or not he was gonna Rourke thought he was going to leave. Yeah. I'm assuming because yeah, when, yeah. when the heist happened, they were shocked yeah. that he was there. Right. And he said he didn't give him credit for it. So, yeah. Right. Right. He you didn't know? expect him to be there. But it, yeah. But it didn't go exactly how he thought it would go even after the fact. Yeah. Because, you know, next thing Rourke knows, Mick's giving him signals. Right. He's telling, <laughs> oh, oh, there's... <laughs> Two more guys in the truck, and Eve's like, "What? How do you know that?" Like, "Oh, makes give me signals." He's this yeah. out, you know. Yep. No, so, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened. Would Would Eve have protected? She would have. I think she would have used that for him and yeah, done her best to get him out of it. Right, because again, you know, she's not necessarily by the book, Eve, like some people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we also did, we mentioned, but we also, we kind of skipped over a little bit this whole incident with Somerset. Yeah. Losing the tail that Eve put on him. Yeah. Somerset, come on. Stop. Yeah. You're Knock not invincible. Stop being a dick. Stop being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, just listen to what you're fucking told to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But if you spot a tail... Well, just let him tail you. What's the big? Yeah, what's, what's the big deal? deal? Yeah, I know. I don't understand that. Like you know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to show them. You know. Pride, I guess. I don't know. You or, know, see how that went for you, Somerset. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but you know, people are going after Rourke's employees. Yeah. I mean, he knows that much. Right. And the other thing that's interesting is this the whole thing that happened prior to Somerset, you know, being attacked, where he goes to the grocer mm-hmm. and he's fighting with a grocer. Yeah. Like he fights with Eve. Like, dude, do you just get off on fighting with people? I think he does. Yeah. I think he does. He just finding irritating, you know, people that get easily irritated and like irritating them. On yeah, I think so. I think that's how he rolls. There are people yeah. out there that really love that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> he was like an internet troll before there were internet trolls. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that, that had to, he's, he's yeah. out there right now trolling. people. <laughs> 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 Somerset's out there trolling everybody. Yeah. Yelling at Nora. Probably. <laughs> about Alyssa Milano. About Alyssa Milano. <laughs> no, about when books should be published. About yeah, exactly. Published. Yeah. Yes. That's what he would. Yeah. He wouldn't yeah, care. Uh, it would be that would, one. Yeah. He would care about the publishing date of books. You can move the publishing date. <laughs> <laughs> no. Unbelievable. Lawrence two six seven five four three five. You know, yeah. all those trolls on the internet have that. You know, John eight two yeah. five seven. Yeah, <laughs> this is probably like Larry twenty five sixty seven. Yeah. <laughs> Mister first name bunch of numbers, right? That's <laughs> on the internet. First name bunch of numbers. That's who you know Somerset would be but um yeah I just thought it was so funny it's like that he's totally trolling this guy yeah this poor grocer and it's like this is the best part of my week yeah this is the best part of my week yeah trolling Eve at the end of the day is the best part of my day (laughs) (laughs) once a week is like the best part of my week seriously (laughs) (laughs) that is how somerset rolls you're such a dick he is a dick seriously you know although i mean he you got to give him credit he did kind of he didn't let 
Yost take him. He no, he handled himself. He handled himself like he always said he could. You know. Yep. But um, just because you can doesn't mean you should, which means you right. shouldn't be screwing around like this. Well, yes. I mean, obviously, he needed to handle himself against Yost, but honestly, I feel like Somerset is always going to be that kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to engage yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the funny part about that is that, well, first of all, that he goes to Eve afterwards and says, yeah. okay, I need to tell you what happened. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which but is, then, that's rope right there because he wouldn't have earlier in the series. Right. Yeah. You know, obviously he's growing, you know, a little yeah. bit. And I, Oh, there was something else that I wanted. I can't remember if I marked it. Something that he said or thought. <laughs> I'm just, it's not going to come to me. Later on, it will. Later on. Our, our next, not the next show after this, but <laughs> I think the next show after that will be the we review the reviews of yeah. this book. Of this book, yeah. Which, to be honest with you, I went on Amazon and there's like zero one-star reviews. I was like, what? For Betrayal? How are we supposed to do a we review the review yeah. with no one star review? In the world, I haven't I haven't looked at Goodreads yet. Goodreads is probably oh, awesome. Goodreads is always the yeah one yeah, but yeah, Amazon they don't have any zero one star review. How how is that possible? There's got to be some haters out there. There's got to be. There's Come on, haters, where are you? Right? Yeah. So. But um, so, yeah, so he goes to Eve, which is you know, shows a lot of growth in his character or whatever. But then, yeah, Rourke coming in later and saying, OK, you're leaving. He's leaving. He's I'm sending him away. Yeah. And then fuck it, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, you're fired. yeah, I need this to be a different situation. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, just my luck. You finally say the words I've been waiting to hear over a year to hear, and I can't do my happy dance. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, you want him to put his tail between his skinny legs. You think when you're in the middle of this kind of mess, he's just going to bop over to Switzerland and yodel or whatever the hell they do over there? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, maybe. Maybe. Have to yodel. You don't know his life. <laughs> Maybe he wants to yodel. <laughs> and they're still like, you know, sniping at each other. And she's got a, you know, everybody shut up. <laughs> yes. And then the other part, later on, when she goes to leave with Peabody, go back into the field, Rourke is waiting. And he's still pissed off over Somerset. And, uh, I just, I just thought it was just so funny that Peabody is like, he's like so sexy when he's angry. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Go stand over there. Go stand over there. Turn your back. <laughs> you know, turn your recorder off. So I can talk yeah. to this guy who is so sexy when he's angry. Yeah. But so. she doesn't disagree. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she doesn't go this is none of your fucking business please leave she just right. goes, go yeah. over there and don't go over talk. there <laughs> right yeah Stand over there turn around <laughs> i got this so and then that's that's when peabody the famous line of they're like family huh that makes you sort of like somerset's daughter-in-law <laughs> <laughs> and then eve miraculously does not murder her yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's too busy feeling sick, which I, yeah, yeah. it has occurred to her. I mean, you can't tell me it hasn't. Right. Like, oh my God. Yes. This is the closest thing he has to a father. She just doesn't want to be reminded about it. They figured out that Yost likes high end, you know, beauty products. I don't, you don't call them that, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and so she first goes to Mavis to see if Mavis can identify them. And Mavis is like, well, I can go to Trina. And then they show up at the house and Trina starts giving her a hard time for not doing her treatments or her, you know, not keeping up with her regimen and talks her into a treatment. Yep. Next thing you know, Eve's realizing that she's got a jackass on her. Oh, Rogue points it out. Yeah. Next morning in the shower. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, and she or thinks it was a pony. Ghost. Yeah. Like, she put a pony on my ass, and Mark's like, "No, I think it's a, I think it's a jackass." <laughs> I mean, fair. I mm-hmm. love the Atta girl Trina. Yeah, I, I love every time that Trina gives Eve a temporary tattoo. I do too. Right? And that's, that's one of my favorites. It's, yeah, yeah, it's quite amusing. Yeah, yeah. We could do a, probably do a whole show on those. Yeah, this one's my, one of my favorites. The other one is the little lieutenant's badge. The, badge. the lieutenant's yeah. badge. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so funny that she does that every yeah. every time, and she knows she's going to. Like, why does she still keep right. thinking about it? Like, I mean, <laughs> just accept it. You're gonna have something on your ass. Don't be surprised. It's the only surprise is what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What now? Yeah, I like the one in. I think it's. Um, origin where it's little hearts pointing at her crotch and she's like <laughs> and Rourke's like does she think I need a teeth does she think I need directions <laughs> yeah, we already know by now that he does not he does not at all so um the first of all what I want to say is uh, that we do have two new patrons. Ooh, we do. Exciting. Uh, yeah, it is exciting. Anytime someone becomes a patron, that's, you know, yeah, it's amazing. You get all of our respect. Uh, so the two new patrons this week are Jennifer. And I believe that is Jennifer who called the number. All right, Jennifer. <laughs> And uh, Kat, who is uh, a frequent contributor on our. Yeah. So um, thank you both very much. We, yes, we very much appreciate it. Very, very much. We appreciate it. Yeah. So much. So for those of you that aren't patrons, you know, I mean, that's fine with us, too. Yeah. And the only thing is that you don't get the uh, you'll, you'll get the show on Saturdays uh, mm-hmm. and but if I'm finished with the show early, I will release it to Patreon early. Uh, that's the only thing with, with patrons. And also, yes, uh, and, and we just to make it clear, we did not push the release back because of, <laughs> we pushed it back because AJ was busting her ass and killing herself trying to edit the show by Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it doesn't seem like it'd be a big deal, but it, it, it kind of was. It, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was huge for her. So Kara <laughs> and I did not want her job. doing more work than she had to. So, yeah, you know, it just was easier for me. So, um, so yeah, we pushed it back. We we're going to push it back to Saturday, regardless of whether or not we had right. a Patreon, but right. that was just something that we felt like we could offer people. If I get it done uh, early that we would release it early on mm-hmm. Patreon. Yep. Um, and we also have an, an extra show that, that we do for Patreon. It's a short yeah. we the briefing room where we basically just, whatever, where we just talk about whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about silly things and serious people things. Being rude and, to Nora. And yeah. People being rude to Nora. Yeah. So, um, that's really, I mean, if you're a patron, those are the perks right now that you get, you get the show early and you get that extra, extra show and you get us. And we're working on coming up with more fun stuff too. Yeah. So, um, if you want to become a patron, we would sure appreciate it. Uh, but if you don't want to become a patron, that's okay too. You still get the show for free. The show for free. Absolutely. The show will always be free. Um, so after saying that now, um, we have gotten a couple of comments. We have a new listener, uh, Jeannie Sutton. And she's commented a couple of times. Uh, she sent an email out. We had that discussion about uh, Rourke's first name. Mm. Then she sent an email to me about like, you know, oh, here's uh, she sent me a link to uh, Nora's website where she talks about that. And I should have, I don't know that I linked to that in show notes on that show, but maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back and link to it. Um, she also mentioned the show where we, because uh, she's catching up. She's right. In the beginning, she's catching up. So she mentioned the show where we talked about gifts. Okay. And she said her favorite gift is the pocket watch that Eve gives to Rourke that is engraved with the words. Yes. Oh. 
And that's a good one. That is a good one. I didn't even think of that one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Eve is actually really good at giving gifts. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, she is. You know why I think is because Eve uh, pays attention just because of, you know, the, her, um, her profession. Yeah. That's a big thing, you know, to pay attention to what people are saying, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that's how you know what they want. So, uh, so yeah, so she's, she said that. And then she said, none of my friends read the series. So I feel like I have a whole new set of friends that understand my obsession and share my obsession. Oh, <laughs> that's so great. And you do. You have a friend in us. You do. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. It's so great. <laughs> and I just love when, when people, you know, find the show and, and, yeah. and start the show new and, and comment. And it's, yeah, just- I'm, I'm kind of happy because I actually mentioned it in a couple of Facebook groups about, because I was asking for some evisms and um, people were, what? There's a podcast. I didn't know about this. So yeah. I wonder if she's one of the ones that found it that maybe. way. Yeah, maybe that's great. Yeah. Very exciting. So, um, so yeah, we have a couple of people that mentioned that, that commented on this particular book. So Jennifer says, I love how everyone always irritates Eve by calling her Mrs. Rourke. (laughs) That is a, that is a trope that will never get old for me. Nope. Me either. Um, that one upon first meeting, but the jewelry shop owner takes the cake with Mrs. Lieutenant Dallas. Yes. I love that. The best part about that is that then Peabody's teasing her about it later. Yes. (laughs) He's like, I want to do this exactly once. (laughs) I know that that's as many times as I'll be allowed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and then Hertz Lioness books says so many favorite, you know, favorites with this one, when Rourke goes to fire Somerset, but Eve steps in uh, yeah. Peabody suggesting that Somerset could be her father-in-law and Trina putting the tat of the donkey on Eve's ass. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. I assume Frank on Twitter mentioned the ta- the jagass tattoo too. <laughs> Everybody loves the. Yeah. That's one of my favorite of the tattoos. I must say. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any others on from uh... that was the only one on betrayal. Um, Jennifer, of course, was very excited for our episode last week. She said, said so pumped for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> of course. She gave us the idea. So that's amazing. And we had so much fun with it. We really did. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good one. So but yeah, that's all we've got on Twitter for and then also on Instagram. Um, so when we did that episode and I mentioned that my, my grandfather was stationed at Tinker air force base in, um, Oklahoma mm-hmm. and Kat said that I, I actually live close to Tinker air force base. <laughs> <laughs> small world. Small world. Is. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, this trivia question obviously is from this book and the trivia question is, when Eve took Peabody out to talk to her about her fight with McNabb, what did Eve order? Ooh. Ooh. So, um, so I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to mention next week, or do we keep it as a surprise to everybody? Or um, I think it should be a surprise. Okay, so next week will be a surprise. We won't. We won't <laughs> tell you what next week is. We can maybe announce it next week. Yeah, so, so, so guys, it's exciting. It's, it's very it. exciting. So then we won't announce what it is. So uh, if at any point in time you want to get in touch with us, uh, you know that you could contact us go, by going to uh, podcastanddeath.com or you can email the show, just email a show at podcastanddeath.com. Uh, you can get us on social media. Just search for Podcast and Death on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can call the number. Yes. That's call still it. a thing. It's a still it's thing you still can do. Thing. Uh, the number is 205-476-2753. And that spells out 205-4-ROARCH. And again, you know, you can become a patron. We would really appreciate that. 
And uh, thank you again to our two new patrons, Jennifer and Kat. And I think that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. So for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This podcast and all of our previous podcasts are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Twitter and Instagram. But no, we don't have a Facebook page. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-4-ROARK. That's 205, the number 4, ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slant you to you.